Welcome to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 176, where I do a lot of strong recommending, but only light reviewing of what I consider to be the best of the new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, September 26th. And this particular podcast, Smells of Rich Mahogany. (laughs) I am your friendly neighborhood host, Chris Latore. I hope that you are well and the folks that are closest to you are well also. Hit that subscribe button to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Check out all of our past podcasts on our giant podcast feed. And please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, or YouTube. Whatever tickles your fancy there. All at Sunspots Comics. All in one place. That's right. I always start the show with some thank yous. I love to give some gratitude right off the top of the show. So first and most importantly, thank you to you. The listener, thank you for listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. It really means a lot to me. Whether this is the first time you're trying us out or you're a Sunspots Comics loyalist, seriously, thank you for choosing the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Next, thank you to Nick, Papa George. He's a buddy of mine. He made and sang our wonderful Sunspots Comics theme song. Thank you, Nick. Please check out his solo singing stuff on Facebook.com slash PopDs and also his band Solution at Facebook.com slash Solution Reggae. If you love reggae and rock and ska and just drum solos, <laughs> then you're going to love the music of Solution and all of Nick Papa George's stuff. Please check him out. Again, Nick Papa George at Facebook.com slash PopDs. Thank you, Nick. Also, thank you to our sponsor, PopUpTea.com. Go over to PopUpTea.com. Check them out. If you love a giant selection of nerdy t-shirts, then you are going to love PopUpTea.com. Use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS. That's right. And you will get 25% off of any shirt order, even the clearance stuff, which is crazy. So thank you to PopUpTea.com. And now... Let's make a giant superhero landing right into the center of the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 176, starting out with some stuff that's been uh, floating around up inside of my weird nerd brain. The first nugget of nerd that's lodged oh so deeply in my nerdy frontal lobes is the passing of a comic book icon. Comic book artist Norm Brayfogle passed away on Monday. He was only 58 years old. Uh, My sincere condolences to all of his loved ones. The legendary artist, in my opinion, was an absolute real trailblazer for the world of comics. He had this range of beautiful styles, but for me, what really stood out was his classic throwback style. He took the detective comics, he took Batman from the Golden Age, modernized it, and then created this kind of large, bolder style that that really is only Norm. And he just kind of was like updating the style, but flashbacking and paying homage to the Golden Age of comics. He was one of the first to do that. He absolutely modernized it and kind of made it in this bolder style and made it all his own. That is 
Norm Brayfogel. Um, he, I felt he was just really ahead of his time when I was reading his stuff in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, Norm's body of work is really quite impressive. He was credited for drawing various Batman titles from 1987 to 1995. He also did art for tons of DC comic characters like Superman, Flash, Green Lantern, and others. He drew Marvel titles like Avengers, Black Panther, and Moon Knight, which I've always loved Moon Knight. He even co-created Batman villains, the Ventriloquist and the Ratcatcher, and also other, he co-created other Batman characters as well. And he co-created a character that's close to my heart named Prime from Malibu Comics. It was kind of a spin-off of Marvel. Marvel was having some problems back around the early 90s, and so they had kind of a spin-off publishing house called Malibu, and there was this title named Prime. It was kind of a Shazam Superman-like character. Just muscle upon muscle upon muscle upon muscle. <laughs> I just really enjoyed reading it in the early 90s because of its kind of edgy superhero telling. Uh, it, it kind of bent the genre a bit. And and that wasn't really wasn't happening back then. And it definitely, for me, paved the way and influenced unique superhero stories like Invincible, which I seriously love. Oh, and three years ago, DC Comics published... This title called Legends of the Dark Knight by Norm Brayfogel, Volume 1. It is an awesome hardcover collection of Norm's early Batman stories, and a second volume is set for release later this year. So we're going to see some seriously great stuff coming out from Norm Brayfogel. I love that they're collecting it together uh, to pay their respects uh, to Norm Brayfogel. So thank you, Norm. Thank you. To the great beyond, I'm speaking to you, Norm, for all of your amazing contributions to the world of comic books. You definitely had a positive impact on my life and just inspired me to kind of continue uh, to stay in the world of comics and just love it and live it and read it. Uh, thank you for your beautiful gift of art. You will be missed, Mr. Norm Brayfogel. So I had to pay my respects, someone that I seriously, seriously respected and bought a bunch of his stuff back in the day. The next nerdy thing that's bouncing around inside my weird nerdy brain is that the comic book called Minky Woodcock and the Girl Who Handcuffed Houdini has been adapted for the stage. Minky was a Sunspots Comics recommended top pick of the week when the debut issue came out November 15, 2017. We rarely get to see a comic book that gets any kind of unique adaptation. But if you take a look at the website or even the social media of the writer and artist Cynthia Von Bueller, you will see why it makes perfect sense. <laughs> she sort of lives in the 1920s, and that's the focus of Minky the comic. It's a 1920s era mystery that involves the great escape artist Harry Houdini and the strange circumstances of his death. But man, Cynthia really captures the era the style and it's just so beautifully done she even uses like cuts in pieces of material like old pieces of material from dresses and so on that's sort of just filtered in there to give it this really kind of just like you're jumping right into that era of the 20s i mean she captured it so beautifully well that it must have been an easy transition for the people that wanted to create minky for the stage to just kind of grab the source material and just seamlessly infuse it into this stage performance uh, the hollywood reporter did a great article on this topic which i'll share very soon at sunspots comics by the way but the live action stage play can be seen at theater 80 in new york right now it's already on through november 10th 
and they just announced, due to the success of the play and Minky the actual comic book, they we will be getting a second installment, a second comic book story called Minky Woodcock, They Die Fast on Broadway. Scheduled for some time in 2019, there wasn't an actual hard date for me to read to you. It's about a 1920s Hollywood scandal. That's all they'll say right now. But you can read all three issues of Minky Woodcock, the girl who handcuffed Houdini right now. It's just so unique. It's from Titan Comics. It's definitely off the beaten path. It definitely feels like it's got some biographical elements mixed in there. So I highly recommend that you check it out. And if you love the comic book and you live in the New York area, (laughs) which I wish I did or was out there often, check out the play, which is now playing on stage at Theater 80 in New York. Again, it's done by Cynthia Von Bueller, and it's called Minky, the girl that handcuffed Houdini. So check it out from Titan Comics. It is fantastic, but very cool that they got a onstage treatment of that comic book, which is very, very rarely done, so I had to mention that. And the last thing that's floating around up inside of my nerd brain is that I'm actually creating my very own comic book. It's called Zombie Destroyers. It's been so much fun. It's absolutely been a dream of mine to make my own comic book my way since I started reading comic books many years ago. I created Zombie Destroyers. I'm writing it and doing the lettering as well. Please follow the Zombie Destroyers team. There is artist Juan Mora at Young Minded Giant, Jordan Hudson at Skablad, and colorist Caroline Nalasco at Carol N. Art. Thank you to each and every one of you in the Zombie Destroyers team for just helping my dream of creating a comic book become a reality, so thank you. Also, a special congrats to Zombie Destroyers artist Juan. By the way, follow him on Instagram at YoungMindedGiant. His idol, Todd McFarlane, just liked a picture that he posted of a panel of art from Zombie Destroyers on Instagram. He was so excited because Spawn literally spawned his love of comic books and it just inspired him to draw comics. So congratulations, Juan. There's going to be a lot more to come, my friend. But thanks again for your lovely art on my comic book, Zombie Destroyers. And if you'd like to see what Zombie Destroyers looks like, just go over to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers. There's three sampled pages there and even a picture of a cosplayer that dressed up as a character that I created in my comic book called Zombie Destroyers. So please check it out. Now for a mention of our segment called Spotlighting. Spotlighting is the segment on the Sunspots Comics Podcast, where I get to have some great conversations with comic book creators. Please check out Sunspots Comics issue number 159. I interviewed a comic book creator named Nandini Bapat. She created this lovely, heartwarming comic book about her grandfather's life. It's called Aja, spelled A-J-A. Please check it out and listen to Sunspots Comics Podcast issue number 159. Also, check out a spotlighting interview I'm very proud of. It's the interview with comic book artist and movie director Troy Nixie. He is an artist of a comic book that I love through Dark Horse called Vinegar Teeth. His art is weird. (laughs) You got to check it out. He also directed a movie written by Guillermo del Toro. It's called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, which I really enjoyed. And I don't enjoy a lot of horror movies, honestly. But we talk about that and we talk about much more. So please check it out on our Spotlighting podcast feed. Also, there's just a bunch of spotlighting interviews with some great guests on our podcast feed because we want to help support the struggling comic book creators right here. So if you work in comic books 
or you're trying to break into comic books like me, let's chat. Send me a message and a review copy of your comic book to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com, or of course, message me at sunspotscomics on everything. So now, on to the main course, the centerpiece, the sweet, nuggety center of the Sunspots Comics Podcast, which is my comic book recommendations, where I share with you my favorite picks of the new comic books that just came out, New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, September 26th. So our podcast is really designed to help you decide what to read, because there's a lot of stuff out there. And of course, just in case, a super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert. But really have no fear, my friends. I just want to inspire you to read and go buy these comic books, and I really do not spoil them. I never discuss the last few pages at all, and I only discuss just some of the interesting points that makes up a comic book. But just in case, you have been super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. And to see everything that encapsulated in one place, everything that I'm reading, all of my favorite picks... Since May of 2015, just go over to sunspotscomics.com. It's got everything there that is all Sunspots Comics. Click on the pull list. You'll see my recently updated list of 96 96 comic book titles that I am currently reading. That's a lot. I know. Also, click on top comic books of the week to see all of my past top, top comic book picks. They're all there. I update my website every week. I'm just super proud of it. Go check out sunspotscomics.com. Now, let me announce this week's artist winner and cover artist winner of the week. Every week I pick what I believe to be the best comic book art of the week, so please put your eyeballs on these now. Your eyeballs will be seriously happy. So here we go. This week's art winner and this week's cover artist winner goes to one and the same person, Benjamin Dewey of Beast of Burden, Wise Dogs, and the Eldritch Men, issue number two. Ben is a previous artist winner and cover artist winner of the week, when issue number one of this series came out, which, by the way, I talked about on Sunspots Comics podcast number 171. Go check it out. So, man, let's start with this gorgeous, gorgeous cover. Such a beautiful drawing of this black lab and a fluffy old English sheepdog. They're just posed and ready for battle. Teeth are just gnarled. They're ready to go. We get this super detailed backdrop that's filled with some sort of ancient glyph which is done in this lettering style around this sort of crop circle. It's the best way to kind of, it's just this circular kind of uh, crop circle-y looking thing with this glyph lettering in the center. It's gorgeous. And then this blood red barn, which if you look down at the bottom of the barn, it just like the, like the, like it's just been painted or there's blood on the barn, which just kind of bleeds down towards the bottom, which by the way is tied into an event that I won't spoil that is in this issue. So I am a sucker for when real estate is used in that manner because it just seems like you get more for the money you're paying. So I love that. Uh, but Benjamin's wonderful art style just it has tons of detail. It's just so bright and beautifully watercolored. I'm a sucker for watercoloring. Uh, Harrow County, for example, go look at that. But this definitely has this nostalgic Norman Rockwell look to it, which I'm a big fan of. I think where where Benjamin Dewey really excels is his ability to do realistic dog emotions. (laughs) I don't think many artists can really pull that off. That had to be hard to do. But if you look inside, you'll see there's a ton of emotions that all these dogs go through. I love when they just have this look of wonder or this kind of look of sadness. You just feel it. But if, if he didn't sell each dog face properly, it just wouldn't have the gravity of especially this wizard world that's in great peril. So he had to just 
hit it perfectly to make the dogs have this realistic emotion on their face. So you did it. So hats off, Mr. Benjamin Dewey. For the second time, by the way, you are the artist winner and cover artist winner of the week for Beasts of Burden, Wise Dogs, and Eldridge Men, issues number two from Dark Horse Comics. you got to check it out. It's beautiful stuff. Beautiful art. And the breakdown. This week, I actually read 14 comic books, brand new comic books, and only three of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's right. It's not easy to make the top comic book pick list. And there were two new number ones that came out this week, both of which made it to the pick list. That very rarely happens. So here are my top comic book recommendations. This is the Great Ones list of the best of the new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday. New comic book day, September 26th. I recommend you buy these at your local comic book shop today. If you don't know what, where one is, go and find out. You can go to Comic Book Store Locator on, online and just find a comic book shop near you. But there were three great comic books this week that I recommend to you. So here we go, coming in at number three. This is our artist winner and cover artist winner of the week. It's from Dark Horse Comics, Beasts of Burden. This is the Wise Dogs and Eldridge Men, issue number two. This is written by Evan Dorkin and our artist winner, cover artist winner of the week, Mr. Benjamin Dewey. Love, love, love his watercoloring style. The debut issue made the top pick list on podcast issue number 171. So go check it out if you want to hear me talk about that one. And that really doesn't happen very often. I mean, that's issue number one and number two making the top pick list. So our pack of magical hounds are hot on the trail to find out why their world is upside down. There's all kinds of weird things happening. I don't want to describe all of them. There are so many just wordless, epic landscape shots so beautifully watercolored in this that you're just going to want to stare at them all day and just sit there. <laughs> but I love the intricate ranking that you get amongst the dogs. It's definitely just holding together by a very thin thread because there is some tension within the ranks between the leader Lundy and the old timer Dempsey, like this old boxer. I love the look of that dog, by the way. Uh, humans are scarcely seen in this, but we actually meet a human doctor that helps the fallen Dempsey. He just got beaten up pretty badly in this epic fight in issue one versus these strange goblin creatures. Uh, maybe my favorite sequence in this magical is this magical fight that they get into with these odd human faced raccoons. Yeah, they're creepy. There's just so much fun dog sorcery in this. This issue in particular really just expands upon the mystery of the story. I love that. And all the strange things happening in their love into these lovable dog wizards in their their interesting wizard world. I love that the writer is really taking his time to build just a very big and interesting world here. I like that. He's pacing it out, taking his time. You really feel it's a rich tapestry of, of this wizard world that's created here for these wizard dogs. But I highly recommend Beasts of Burden. It's beautiful to look at. It's written extremely well, and it's just got a fantastic premise. It's got all of it. So check it out. Beast of Burden, The Wise Dogs and Eldridge Men, issue number two. Oh, man, it's glorious, glorious stuff. But coming in at number two is Umbrella Academy, Hotel Oblivion, issue number one. This is also from Dark Horse Comics. This is written by Gerard Way, and this is art by Gabriel Ba. And I originally found out about Gerard Way from his band called My Chemical Romance. He's a lead singer 
I absolutely loved it when they came out and was sad when they broke up. Um, and Gabriel Ba was the artist on this. So the original team is back together for Umbrella Academy Hotel Oblivion. And finally, the Umbrella Academy just embarks on a new chapter, which I've been waiting for, of the Umbrella Academy series. As the Netflix Umbrella Academy series is gearing up for a 2019 release, by the way. So I'm super excited about that. I hope this kind of pairs into it, touches upon it a bit. But fine if it doesn't. The more Umbrella Academy, the better. Uh, this is a 15-page Ashcan format, which actually gives you a lot more than you would expect. More, normally, a, a Dark Horse comic, we're going to get 30-ish pages. It's kind of the image design. So it's we're probably just getting about half, but we'll see. Um, but you feel, I honestly feel like you, it doesn't feel like an Ashcan. You really get a lot more than you would think you would get, because Gerard Way has this very dense, kind of complicated writing style. Uh, the Umbrella Academy ultimately has split up after the fallout of the previous arc of the Umbrella Academy. And Space Boy, which I, I, I can say it, Space Boy is my favorite character. He's kind of like this genetically aug augmented kind of gorilla that's fused with a human and is wearing this awesome like kind of space, space suit, kind of Buzz Lightyear on the top. But uh, so anyway, my favorite character, Space Boy, he let himself go a bit. <laughs> I like how they also take care of that aspect. It's really kind of an interesting little little thing, but to me it's kind of interesting how they take Space Boy and how he's just kind of disheveled and clean him up. It's just very cool. Space Boy, by the way, is the kind of the muscle of the team, honestly, and they're kind of mutants in a way. That's really what the, the Umbrella Academy is. Uh, to give you a, a, just a quick background, they're all born on the same day, and time through immaculate conception ultimately and I guess gifted with these superpowers and then they're quickly adopted by this quirky millionaire inventor named Reginald Hargreaves so that combined with I believe they're sort of born with these mutant abilities it's just a great pairing to just make some fantastic looking and interesting characters uh, this issue hits the ground running right off the bat with a fun fight scene and it introduces this interesting new Japanese superhero. I read this two or three times to look for his name and it doesn't look like he lists it. Matter of fact, they don't, uh, they don't even are able to talk to each other until they sort of drink this soda that makes uh, it's kind of a universal translator and then Space Boy and this Japanese superhero can understand each other. I love that little, just that little bit of detail there. Fantastic stuff, Gerard Way. And Gabriel Ba's art here, it's just fantastic. It's stunning, it's odd, it's intricate. It's just a perfect fitting for this strange Umbrella Academy tale. I love the James Bond 60 styled action sequence that reintroduces the hard-nosed and kind of self-proclaimed commander of the Umbrella Academy. He's named The Boy. <laughs> and he is only named The Boy for his small stature and pretty much nothing else. <laughs> and the team finds their ship uh, it's called the Minerva, and that's kind of all we know. Gerard uh, is really just kind of sprinkling a, f a few breadcrumbs here as to what their first adventure will be, so I can't wait to read the full first issue, which actually comes out next week, Wednesday, October 3rd, so I don't have to wait very long. It's only a few days from now, but I highly recommend you go back and read the two previous volumes of Umbrella Academy. They are fantastic, and the Umbrella Academy series is coming to Netflix Sometime in 2019, there isn't an actual release date, but get this immediately. Umbrella Academy, Hotel Oblivion, it's great stuff, worth the pickup. I know it's like a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, this Ashcan, but this Wednesday issue number one comes out, so get it 
either now or wait for Wednesday and get it. Umbrella Academy Hotel Oblivion. Fantastic. But here we go now. On to the number one top pick of the week. That's right, the great one, the champion, the top dog, the supreme leader, the big kahuna. The number one comic book pick of the week is Border Town, issue number one. This is the brand new launching of Vertigo Comics, so this is the first title, this is the first issue, relaunching the Vertigo brand from DC Comics. And this is written by Eric Esquivel and fantastic art from Ramon Villalobos. And to be honest, when I initially peeked at this, when it first came out, which I want to say was two weeks ago or so, I passed. I'll be honest. It, it came out on a very large pull list week, so cuts had to be made. <laughs> but that said, when I actually watched the DC Daily episode number 11 on the DC Universe streaming, I was inspired to just give it a full read, and I am so glad that I did. Writer and creator Eric Esquivel... Escavel did a fantastic job of putting together an interesting story that blends some stuff together. It blends border town life in this small city right by the border, uh, folklore creatures like the Chupacabre, and a fish-out-of-water story of a teenager moving to a new town and having to go to a new high school. So it kind of blends all those things together. There's definitely some mythology sort of sprinkled in there when it comes to these sort of folklore characters. But uh, Eric even gets to dip into the DC toy box, which I was really surprised by that. Having a character like Bane make a quick appearance and how it's played into his quick appearance is actually written really well and interesting. So it's not just uh, sort of there he is. It's It actually has some relevance and a little interesting splash when you see him. Bane, that is. Anyway, <laughs> um, and I know it kind of brings it back to its uh, Hispanic roots, which is great. Uh, the Bane character, but uh, anyway, um, that's nice, but Ramon's art, I gotta say, it just reminds me a bit of Jeff Darrow and how the fuzzy edges are on everything. I love that. Uh, it, it's really a compliment to Ramon Villalobos' art. It's just gorgeous and just a ton of detail, and I like that. It feels very edgy and very unique and different, um, but this sold out in five days, apparently. They said that on the uh, DC Daily issue number 11. On DC Universe and is already going to second print and that actually says a lot right there uh, not a lot of DC comics go to second print not a lot of any comics for that matter go to second print so this just has a fresh interesting premise it's an absolute perfect fitting for the debut issue for the relaunch of Vertigo comics uh, through DC I've been missing it I love that style it's definitely something on the edge it's definitely for mature readers yes by language and violence etc but unique storytelling. I love the fact that Eric Esquivel sort of made it in that he got to launch the premiere issue for this for this brand in that DC doesn't kind of do that very often. I mean, Eric has uh, done some stuff, but, you know, he's not sort of their normal in-house uh, group of people that they go to. So I, I feel like they were definitely sort of taking a bit of a risk with Eric Esquivel and congratulations it paid off it sold out second printing and issue number two comes out this wednesday so we don't have to wait that long because like i said i was late to the party i passed on border town at first but issue number two of border town comes out this wednesday october 3rd so get this read it it's fantastic like i said it's a, just an amalgamation of those three sort of things coming together into an interesting story 
It just feels fresh and interesting and new with new characters and new monsters and old monsters. And again, fish out of water story we can all relate to of just having to go to a new town and a new school and how this person deals with it, which is also a little surprising. So I love being surprised when comics are out. So check out Border Town issue number one. It's fantastic. And check out issue number two coming out this Wednesday, October 3rd. So let me quickly lock the vault door. Those are my new comic book recommendations this week for New Comic Book Day, New Comic Book Day, September 26th. Please go to a local comic book shop and buy these immediately. Please tell them Chris from the Sunspots Comics podcast sent you to them. If you have any questions, comments, or you'd like a personal comic book recommendation from me, just send me an email to chris at sunspotscomics.com. And I would also love your feedback, so send me an email. I'm very approachable. And would you like some free comic books? Well, from time to time, as a thank you to you, the listener, I give away free Marvel Digital Comic Book Codes in Sunspots Comics Podcasts, and there are still some unclaimed codes available. Just listen to past Sunspots Comics Podcasts that are on our feed, grab the Marvel Digital Code that I usually read towards the beginning of each podcast, then go to marvel.com slash redeem to punch in that code and see if you won. It's that easy, so go get them and good luck. Please sign up for our newsletter at sunspotscomics.com slash contact. Check out cryptidzoo.com. My buddy Julian makes these awesome augmented reality t-shirts based on cryptozoology. I wear Cryptid Zoo t-shirts proudly. But check them out. They will come to life on you. All you do is you take your HP Reveal app in your smartphone and every Cryptid Zoo t-shirt just comes to life with its own unique kind of content. you got to see how this works. But most importantly, go to CryptidZoo.com, use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS, and you'll get 25% off your order. That's right, so go to CryptidZoo.com. And please tune in. Next week, for issue number 177 of the Sunspots Comics Podcast, I will be reading 15 new comics this week that come out Wednesday, October 3rd, with five new number ones that are coming out that I definitely want to check out. So a big week of comics for me. It looks like I'll probably be reading 20 comic books, but I'm only going to tell you about the best ones on next week's podcast. Please tell a nerdy loved one to check us out here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast, and please help us. Just lend a hand, if you will. Go to the iTunes. Give us a five-star review with some positive words. Those two things together. I would really appreciate it. It really helps us here. I'll even give you a shout-out, and I will even thank you by mailing you a comic book prize pack. Just a small token of my appreciation for you taking the time to give us five stars, and we appreciate that. But thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I really hope you love those three comic books. They are fantastic. Go spend some quality time with the ones you love by reading comic books together. Be like water, my friends. I'll see you next week. Take it easy. Bye-bye. See you on the flip side. Same for the 
stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where love no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow It's Sunspots Comics now